The more we grow in God, the more we should see and recognize. So the scripture says, uh, I love this from second, second, uh, excuse me, uh, Kings. The king of, this is verse uh, eight through 17. I won't read all, but it said, the king of Syria made, was making war against Israel. And the, the king would tell his servants, well, we're gonna do thus and so, but the prophet, it would be revealed to the prophet. So the king is upset and he said, they said, well, th- this is, the reason your plans are always thwarted because there's a prophet in Israel and he'll tell you stuff that you'd only speak in your inner chamber. And he said, well, let's kill him. And they said, uh, he's down at Dothan, which is not Dothan, Alabama, but Dothan. <laughs> and he said, again, none my, who's, who's uh, which one of us is for the king of Israel? One of his servants said, none my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words you speak in your bedroom. He said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, he's in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. Now this is what I wanted you to see, and you all know this, but he says, when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, alas, my master. In other words, we are in deep yogurt here. We are in trouble. What shall we do? Now here's what Elijah says, and I love this, he said, He answered the young man and he said, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with him. And then he prayed and I think he was almost irritated. He prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. See a lot, it's one thing to be a Christian but it's another thing to see. And And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So it's always true. There's always more with us than are within. It's amazing to me how people have bowed down to fear during this pandemic or whatever it is. I don't believe half the stuff. But, but it, there's, there's, there's a spirit of fear that grabs people. And God's saying, no, no, you don't need to fear. There's more with you than are with them by far. I love the fact that the prophet was probably more concerned about the lack of sight in the young man than he was that they were surrounded by the Syrian armor. So uh, I think God is grieved when we don't see. In other words, you you know, being old doesn't make you mature. (laughs) I, I, I used to say real maturity is not when you stop holding up convenience stores. Real maturity is when you stop depending on your natural senses. Hallelujah. So um, the story of Jehoshaphat is, is an amazing to me. And by the way, I love this scripture. You know, when Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, he wasn't talking about the Ten Commandments. He was talking about his commands, the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. If you love me, listen to me. And I love what Jesus said, John 14, 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. So if your attitude is to love God, he has made a decision to come in your life, the father and Jesus, and they're setting up housekeeping. In, in uh, the message, it says, 
we're going to move into the neighborhood. That's what he says. So uh, he who does not love me does not keep my words. Doesn't say he doesn't read the Bible. Doesn't say he doesn't pray. It says he doesn't keep, he doesn't pay attention. So this whole Christian life, and by the way, I have spent more time repenting of things, little things, things God brings up just because I really feel like God's telling us all to draw near to God, to get in the presence of God, to, to focus on God more than we ever have. I, I, just, I just believe that's simple, that we're to do that. So I was blessed over the scripture in 2 Chronicles 20 uh, that they, they came in, in, in first part, it says, uh, uh, they came and told Jehoshaphat, who was probably having coffee, and they said, by the way, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, there in Hazazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord. That should be any time we fear, we ought to say, okay, I'm going to go seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat uh, did this, and so Judah gathered together, and he pro proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And they gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So they arose early that morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I love this because the text is 2020. Wow. Second Chronicles 2020. And it says these words, Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. 2020. Hallelujah. Perfect vision. Kind of interesting, and I'll make this real sh shortcut this, but it's real interesting how Joseph, Jehoshaphat responded. Number one, he reminded God of who he was. Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly and he said, O Lord God of the fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you. So number one, when you're in trouble, when you feel fear, God, I'm going to remind you of who you are because I need to know. Number two, he reminded God of what God had done in the past. He said, are you not God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever, and they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in your name? Saying, if disaster comes on us, sword, pestilence, judgment, famine, we will stand before your temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. So in other words, he reminded God of who he was. Reminded God of what he'd done in the past. That's a good thing to do. God, this is who you are. I remind myself who you are. I remind you of other things you've done. How you delivered me from alcohol. You delivered me from drugs. You delivered me from every other kind of thing. Number three, he reminded God of the injustice going on. This is all in Chronicles 20. And he says, now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us, sarcasm, by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you've given us to inherit. Kind of reminds you of America, doesn't it? God gave, the, God gave us this wonderful land. It's, and it's like, wow. And he reminds the Lord, he said, he said, there's an injustice going on. These people, these all kind of sinful people, the, hate, the God-hating people are coming here and he's saying it's unjust. Number four, he acknowledged God's power to deliver. We have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. 
but our eyes are upon you. That's so apropos to today. We don't know what to do. I've, I've never been through anything like this in 2020. In fact, I, I had a prophetic word at the beginning of the year, and it's all coming to pass. But the Lord did not tell me one thing about this pandemic coming. But he did tell me that 2020 for believers is going to end with extreme gratification. Wow. Yay. Extreme gratification. And it just rings in me every time I think about it. So we have no power, but our eyes are on you. And then it says, after he said our eyes are on you, they're waiting on the Lord. And all of a sudden the prophet speaks. And his name is Jehazel. And the word, that, that name Jehazel means one who is in connection, one who's in union with God. And, and he says, uh, now, uh, the Holy Spirit came upon him and he said these words. And number five, get ready for the Lord to speak. He said these words, listen, all you of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. Do not be afraid. Again, don't be afraid. Because of this multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them, and they will surely come up by the ancient of, uh, ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. You do not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord who's with you. It's wonderful when you hear from God because your natural eyes are going to lie to you. But what do you see in the Spirit? Sometimes when we, we pray, we say, I, I'd say to Melody, what, what's the Lord showing you? What are you seeing? Or when somebody calls on the phone, what are you seeing right now? What is the Holy Spirit telling you right now? Because many times he'll show you, the, the, he shows you, it's kind of like you get inside information. You know what's going to happen way before it happens if you'll let the Lord talk to you. And then uh, the, it says, they arose early in the morning and went out of the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Believe in the Lord your God, you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper when they consult with the people. He appointed those who should sing unto the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army. And they went out singing this song, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now that's not a war song. That's not a grit your teeth and fight song. That's just exalting the Lord. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to have some kind of intensity? No, we're supposed to exalt the Lord. I don't know what to do. Our eyes are on you, but one thing I know, you know, they send out the choir first. They send out the singers first. You think they're going to get shot first, you know, they're, they're, and, you know and yet it goes against all human wisdom. But the point is, it wasn't a warfare song. It wasn't a warfare screaming song. It was, we're just here to exalt the Lord. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. They all slaughtered one another. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them the abundance of values, valuables on the dead bodies, precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away, for they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. I believe the Lord is clearly saying, no matter what goes on, what, what kind of junk is going on in this country, you're getting ready to prosper like you've never prospered. But beyond that, you're getting ready to be used of God more than you've ever been used of God. You know, I, uh, I've been in quite a few countries in my life, and usually you have an opportunity to go visit these cathedrals and these beautiful stained glass and these humongous, humongous, beautiful cathedrals. But you know, 
You know what the deception is? People go through those things. They look at the beautiful pillars, the stained glass window. But you know what the truth is? We're the temple. Yes. Yes. We're the temple. And it's like when the spies went in to spy out the land, they did, all these spies believed in the greatness of God. The problem was they didn't believe in the greatness of God in them. It's one thing to say God can do anything, but it's another thing to say the God in me. See, God does not have confidence in you, but he has confidence in the Holy Spirit who's in you. That's why you can have the worst day and God will use you like you've never been used because it's not you, it's him. And he has the confidence any day, 24 seven, he has confidence in the Holy Spirit who's in you. Many times we evaluate ourselves, and don't waste your time because it's not about you. My favorite scripture is Luke, as uh, Lamentations 3.23 said, his mercies are new every morning. I read a guy, an author who said this. He said the word is hadas, H-A-D-A-S. It doesn't mean again and again, every morning it's new. He said they are literally never before experienced. Today's mercy is different than yesterday or the day before or the day before the day before. Wow. New mercies every morning. And I always say, his mercies are new. If you've had a bad day, go to bed. Because tomorrow morning you're going to wake up with a whole bunch of mercies. Hallelujah. Wow. So, I got a question for some of you. And I'll put it this way. It's so simple, but... Uh, how many can remember your first car? What was your first car? 62 Chevrolet Impala. Ooh, those are nice. It's probably worth a lot more now. 62 Chevy Impala. What about your first car? Malibu Super Sport. What year do you know? What about you? Chevy Mazda. What about you, Jonathan? 72 Chevy Nova. RAV4, those are nice. What about you, Lynn? A 67 Pontiac Bonneville. Wow. Wow, these things are worth money now, so how about you? Probably a convertible. Fastback. What, fastback. What about you? 69 Mustang. 69 Mustang. What about you, Joy? 67 Fairlane. 67 Fairlane. I don't remember. You don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you say convertible Fiat 5. Convertible Fiat 5. Wow. Barry? 1978 Ford Granada. 1978 Ford Granada. A Granada. <laughs> okay, here's my question for all of you. Y'all had a car, your first car. Where's the car now? Probably in the car I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, probably in a museum or maybe in the junkyard. But here's the, here's the scripture behind what I'm saying. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 4, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction was but for a moment is working a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Why we don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 
So that car was probably pretty special to you if it was your first car, and yet where is it? It was temporary. So much in life is temporary. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, they ate the forbidden fruit, and it says that immediately the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed up leaf fig trees together and made themselves coverings. Immediately their eyes were opened, but you know what? Immediately, really, their eyes were closed because they could see, but they saw in distortion. When, when mankind fell, we began to see in distortion. Before that, there was no such thing as good or evil. Everything was just God. God was good and God was present. And that's the way they lived. But when, but when they ate of that fruit, they lost their sight and they began to see through these lying eyes. That's a good statement, these lying eyes. And as my friend said, don't be a slave to the visible because everything in the Christian life, you have to see what the Holy Spirit is saying. You have to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and not depend on what you see. Because we look out of the country right now, we see all this yeah. weird stuff, see the burning buildings, see mobs, see, see unrighteousness. But what does the Holy Spirit say? I'm gonna move like you've never seen and move. That's what we wanna see, praise God. Kind of, kind of interesting that, for example, have you ever been in a parking lot if you're tortured enough to have to go to Walmart and you sit there in the car where somebody else runs in to get tortured and you're in the car and the motor's off, right? And the car next to you moves and you put on the brake. Oh, yeah. Why? Your eyes just lied to you. Your eyes told you your car was moving, but it was in park. And the car says, you're different, you know. And, and yet, that happens to us all the time because we see in distortion. Isn't that amazing? There's a story that goes back to, uh, I'm sure you've all heard of Stanford University. I just wrote this down. Leland and Jane Stanford had a son, Leland, who died of typhoid fever as a teenager while on a trip to Italy. He met, uh, John Stanford met with Harvard president, Charles Eliot, to donate money to Harvard. A widely circulated tale describes Leland and Jane Stanford's supposed visit to Harvard University to talk to Charles Eliot. And Charles Eliot, the president of Harvard, says, what do you want? I'm a very busy man. They were there to donate $15 million to Harvard University. But Charles Eliot looked at the way they were dressed. She wore a faded gingham dress. He wore a suit of homespun cloth he rebuffed their presence to be given, to, for the money to be given in memory of their son. So Leland and Jane Stanford decided to go west and they founded Stanford University, which opened its doors in 1891. All because a man looked at the way they were dressed. Isn't it amazing how these eyes lie and we make judgment? You know, ever since the garden, they became judges. That's right. I judge this as good, I judge that as evil. And, and we're, we're not, the problem is we're not qualified to judge. We don't have the ability to judge. We don't know motives, only God does. 
So you're not, a, you're not free to judge anything. You're free to observe, but only God can judge. Every time I judge somebody, I get in trouble. I'm wrong. Because judging is I'm using my natural eyes and I'm not depending on the Spirit. Now, the Bible says he who is a spiritual appraises all things. In other words, the Holy Spirit could show you. But if you judge, like James said, someone comes in your midst wearing gold rings and fancy, and you treat him one way, another person comes in kind of tattered, and you treat him. He said, have you not become judges with evil motives? Wow. Kind of interesting. In the Old Covenant, it was all about action. Don't kill somebody. Don't do this. But the New Covenant is harder because it says don't even want to kill somebody. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Because I've seen some of you in traffic. And, and uh, the deal is, the deal is, the new covenant, the old covenant was about action, but the new covenant is about motive. So I used to say, the Christian life is not hard. It's impossible. Because you cannot do it on your own. You cannot serve God. You cannot please God on your own. You're, you're, you're going to do the wrong thing every time. But the Holy Spirit, this grace you're talking about, is, is what happens in our lives the grace of God begins to ma manifest. And we live by the grace of God. When David was dancing before the Lord, the king stripped off his royal garments and was dancing around like in boxer shorts and his, his, his uh, linen ephod, it says. His wife, Michael, who if you read, you read back there in 1 Samuel, that was not the wife David was supposed to get, but but her dad, Saul, manipulated and gave him Michael, his wife, who afflicted him all these years. And when she saw David dancing out there, she looked through a window and she saw David leaping and whirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. David came back to bless his household. And he said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and his house to appoint me ruler over all the people. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. And I will be even more undignified than this. And I will be humble in my own sight, but as far as for the maidservants of Eva spoken by them, I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Well, he's, he's ticked off, you know. But the deal is, you're in trouble if you look through the eyes of your flesh. Remember when Elisha uh, was, was, when he went to that notable woman and he prophesied within a year, you're going to have a son. The son died. The manifestation of this glorious son, he died. And she was saying, I'm going to go see the prophet. And the husband says, where are you going? It's not, it's not new moon. It's not Sabbath. Why are you going? And she just looked at her husband and she said, it is well. She refused to let her eyes describe what was going on. Her son's looking very dead. She said, it is well. When the prophet's servant came to meet her, what's going on? It is well. She kept saying, it is well, because she was believing the inner eyes and not these outer eyes. Amen. Amen. And I mean, I'll tell you, that's maturity. No wonder in Ephesians 1.16, he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened because we depend too much on our senses. So every time you get in trouble, every time you feel fear, I challenge you to say, Lord, what are you saying? Give me your perspective. Wow. Remember when that guy that when Peter and John were to receive the Holy Spirit and 
this Simon saw through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, and he offered him money, saying, give me this power also that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. Boy, I like that. Notice Peter didn't say, how much do you have? He says, he says your money perish with you. The, the Greek says, you're to hell with your money. And I won't be cussing anymore. But, but, uh, but because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money, you have neither part nor portion in this matter. Repent, therefore, of your wickedness. He says, for I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. He didn't see through the natural eyes. This guy was going to donate to his ministry. Wow. And think of Thomas. The disciples say, Jesus is alive. He's alive. And, they, and Thomas made this declaration. I'm not going to believe that until I touch his nail prints in his hands and put my hand in his side, for I believe it. That was, and eight days later, it said Jesus walked into the room. And I couldn't for years figure out why he came through the wall. Finally hit me one day. They had the door locked. And so Jesus appears in their midst and probably scared the wits out of him. He said, peace be unto you. <gasps> you know, here he stands in their midst. What comes out of Jesus' mouth? Thomas, come here. I could see Thomas saying, uh-oh. Because God hears things. And he said, Thomas, put your hand in here. Put your hand in my side. And Thomas says something like, oh, Lord, my Lord and my God. And Jesus was underwhelmed. He said, I'm glad you see. But he said, far more blessed are those who believe without having to see. So we're talking about God's perspective. I think this has been the most perfect time in life to say, God, give me your eyes. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Hallelujah. Wow. They say John Kennedy, who had his wife and sister on board and he flew that small plane they said the plane was working perfectly, but he was not mature enough to be instrument rated and he couldn't trust the instruments. And he flew the plane straight down into the ocean. If he could have trusted the instruments, the instruments would have told him. And there, there's an instrument panel in, inside you. I, I've got a large one. And it's like there, there's, this, there's this instrument panel in you that will tell you this is the Holy Spirit. And we got to learn to trust that instrument panel. Because I hear what the world is saying. I hear these things. But what's God saying? Wow. Isn't that cool? David said, I would have lost heart if I hadn't believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When Elijah went up on the mountain to pray, and he prayed, kept his head down between his knees, asking God to send rain. And he kept telling his servant, go Go see. And the servant kept back saying this. I've never seen the sky so blue. It's just, and, and it hadn't rained for three and a half years. And the servant kept saying, no, there's nothing going on. And Elijah refused to let what he knew what was going on in his spirit to contradict what was going on out there. And finally he came back. Well, there is a cloud, but it's kind of small. It's the size of a man's hand. I, I like to say it was little, but it was loaded. Hallelujah. <laughs> So anyway, this, this whole thing about seeing is a beautiful thing because the Holy Spirit is always talking to us. 
and he's always telling us things and we can see victory at all times. So I challenge you, feel fear. Lord, what are you saying? Show me what you are, are doing. Tell me. Show me. Talk to me. Because God has a different perspective than we do. Melody and I counseled a couple. They drove 500 miles from Colorado to, for marriage counseling. And I would have, I gave them no hope. The marriage was so bad. And they're two precious people. So we're sitting there. We spent three days counseling them. Two-hour sessions, just because they were desperate. And at one point, we're confronting them both, because I don't believe you can, you can deal with one person and not the other. So we're confronting them both, talking to them and loving on them, but challenging them. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, if you'll give me an inch, I'll give you a mile. And it was just like it lit up the room, and they received it. Okay, we're going to choose to forgive. We're going to choose to move on. Their marriage began to heal immediately. The Holy Spirit came in the room. I can't tell you how wonderful it was, but their lives are drastically changed. They texted me the other day and they said, we gave the Lord an inch and he gave a mile. That's one inch from us, 63,000 inches from the Lord. I just, and they're just, they look at that, 63,000 inches God's given. And it's just, it's, it's such a marvelous miracle. It's just like every time I think about it, I think, God did something impossible. And I mean, he came in the room, and I mean, you talk about the Holy Spirit convicting and changing and so forth. Wow. So we serve a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Paul looked at a man, Acts 14. He said he saw that he had faith to be made well, and he told the man to stand upon your feet. Didn't make any sense. I believe we're going to have those kind of, I believe we'll just be out in public, and the Lord will stir us so clearly about that guy over there, and we'll say, you know, the Lord told me I'm to pray for your back or something. And, but God's going to start winning people through us. It's going to be amazing, because great light is on the people of God. I don't, care. I don't want to talk about the darkness. I want to talk about the light, the intensity of the light. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing this morning and pastor gets up and everything, but I thought, I'd rather be here than at a family reunion. You know, I love my family, but I love to get around people who are hungry for God. Yes. Have you ever been at a family reunion and you say, well, praise the Lord. Whoops, I'm just not supposed to say that. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, it's just awkward. Yes. But among God's people who are on the same page, I love the body of Christ. I love the local church. I love Man, man, oh man, oh man. Sweet Holy Spirit, he's here. He's here. Lord, we just magnify you, Lord. We thank you for your, we magnify you. Lift your hands with me, Lord. We just, we just exalt you. We magnify your name, oh God. We magnify your name. Oh God, you're awesome. And Lord, we ask you to use all of us. We ask you to do new things through all of us. We ask you to do amazing things. And Lord, we want to have these eyes. So Lord, we're asking you today for the gift of sight that we will see as you see. We'll see from your perspective. For our eyes are on you, God. Our eyes are on you. Oh God, we don't trust the natural. We don't trust the, the flesh. But we trust you, oh God.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we're so grateful to you. Hallelujah. A friend of mine uh, prayed, I prayed with every Saturday night, but he prayed with me last night. He, he felt, he said, I see such a sweet anointing in this church you're going to. And he said, he said, there is a person that's going to be involved that is, there, he said, there's a cancer situation that God is going to heal. So I don't know if any of you have a friend that has cancer or a relative that has cancer, but there's a real word here about cancer and God's saying it's going to be healed. So does that anybody have a, somebody close to you that has been diagnosed with cancer? Does that fit any of you? And if it doesn't happen, I mean, if you hear about it in the next day or two, it's just God going ahead of you and he's going to heal somebody that has cancer. So ring a bell with anybody because it's, it's going to come up because my, I've never seen my friend miss it. He just always, he always, uh, here's the Lord. Hallelujah. Whew, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. As I'm standing here, I'm seeing somebody with a lot of pain in your hips and it's just like, almost like the bone is grinding there and uh, I just want to receive with you the healing God has for you. Who's, who am I talking to there about your hips? Is that, does that fit somebody? Because I'm seeing it like an x-ray right now. About your hips sore, whatever. That fits you. We just grab a hold with you and we just uh, bless you. Why don't you and your wife come up here a second and we'll just, we're just going to pray with you on that. And then, glory to God, glory to God. There's somebody that's been holding on to God for a promise, like a manifestation. Kind of like, Lord, what am I to do? But it's just like you've been waiting on God, waiting on God. I, what I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing this. You're going to know within 24 hours of, of exact what to do. So it's going to be settled. And I, it's going to be so settled, you're not ever going to have to pray about it again. That's what I'm hearing from the Lord. So Lord, we thank you for this hip healing. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're accomplishing here. Your word is creative. Your word is awesome. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for that virtue of Jesus Christ flowing, 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 flowing. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we receive, we receive your hand on both of them. We receive healing and uh, blessing and increase. And uh, I see not only victory, but I see triumph. And Lord, we just thank you. You know, I feel that, I don't know what this pertains to, but you're going to end the year with a bang. Uh, a glorious, like an explosion. I can see you looking at each other and you're saying, who would have ever thought? So Holy Spirit, we thank you what you have up your sleeve what you're going to do. And Lord, we thank you for the increase. Ooh, man, I had a witness go through. Amen. Man, I felt like a bowl of electricity went through me when Amen. I said increase. You're getting ready to have Amen. increase. Amen. Probably in many levels. Increase. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Praise Yay. God. Praise Amen. God. Thank you. Yay. Yay. End the year with a bang and with an explosion. Hallelujah. Lynn, come up here a second. Let me pray with you. He didn't hear about our dress code, but uh, we... Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I love the hunger for God in you. I love, I can feel it. Lord, I thank you for Lynn. I thank you for his passion for you. I thank you, Lord, that he's like a deep well. That's where you are. That's how the Lord sees you. You're like a deep well. 
And Lord, we ask you to bless Lynn today and further your kingdom through him. That's what I hear, that God is going to further his kingdom through you. And Lord, let there be, I hear this, the, the dry season is over. It's beginning to rain in your life. So Lord, we thank you that that dry season is over. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm going to more than satisfy you. I'm not just going to satisfy you. I'm going to more than, than satisfy you. And I see, I see the rain. It's like penetrating every part of your life. Every, you know, when, the, when a rain comes, it, it goes into the gutters and into the dry places and into, it just reaches everything. That's the way God's going to do. He's going to reach everything. And Lord, we thank you for this. You know what I hear about Lynn is influence. God is going to bless your influence. He's going to bless your influence on the kingdom of God. Wow. Thank you, Lord. And that, that, that scripture, you're not going to have to fight in this battle for the battle is not yours. And uh, it's a done deal. It's settled. It's settled in heaven. So God, we thank you. We thank you. I, th I see the Lord like a, it's almost like a chess game. He's, he's moving pieces around and he's everything in your favor. It's everything in your favor. All the chess pieces are, are lining up. I don't play it, but I, I just see every piece is lining up perfectly to fit what God has. I also keep hearing that, again, what he said to Joseph. You're not going to have to fight in this battle. You're not going to have to fight in this battle. So, Lord, just put Lynn at peace, put him at rest, and just let him be full of praise. I see a whole lot of things being accomplished quickly. In 2021, I see you soaring like beyond belief, soaring. God's going to accomplish more in the next months than you've seen him accomplish your whole entire life. So get ready. Amen, 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 amen. I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust the Holy Spirit. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know why I think of that scripture. There's a way that seems right unto man, but then that way is death. And we, when something's right in our own eyes, I walk in restaurants, I walk, I, in public places, and I, I look at people, and I think, I wonder what their relationship with the Lord is like. Because that's the bottom line. God wants a relationship with every person. And yet, there's so many people that disregard him. They don't think about God. I was trying to make a list in this book I'm writing, but how many people have reasons? I think the devil's done a good job of lying to people. He's just a liar. He's been stripped of all his power, so he's just a liar. Big mouth, bad breath. You know, he's got a, he, he's got a, that's all he can do is lie. But he's a good liar. But you look at people and you think, well, if you just interviewed somebody, what do you think about God? Well, I think he's mad at me. I think he's... I would never go to heaven. I think he would never accept me. And you know, there's a list of reasons. The devil has lied to people. And yet God's attitude is, don't you realize what I've done for you? I've, I've welcomed you to come. Don't you realize I'm the one that keeps you breathing? Aren't, don't you realize? And yet people believe a lie before they believe God. But the bottom line is, what's your relationship with God? Every person, what's your relationship with God? Nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. Never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You know. 
Ask them if they have a, her if they have a trailer hitch on this hearse because we've got a U-Haul full of stuff. No. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Lord. Joy, you and your wife come up here a second. We'll just pray over you guys the same. What a gentleman. He has her come first. Hallelujah. Who's having the knee problems? Which one of you? Knee problems? Really? They're good. Great. Oh, you got new hips? Yes. Surgically? Yes. Huh? Yes, both of them. Metal hips. Both of them. Wow, they feel good? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing what medical science can do, you know. You didn't have that surgery? No. No, sir. Okay. Lord, we just thank you for, for both of them today. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for their... What I hear the Lord about your service, both of you, these are the words I hear from the Lord. It's been time well spent. Yes. In his, that's not me, that's him talking. Your time serving the house of God, it's been time well spent. Yes. So Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for their agility. We thank you, Lord, for their, their balance. We thank you, Lord for everything. And I hear the Lord saying he's going to restore all things. And so I don't know what, yeah, what this concerns family member, what, but God's going to restore all things and he doesn't lie. Yes. And Lord, we just thank you to restore them and financially to restore them in, in ways they hadn't even thought of. And Lord build in their lives beyond their wildest expectation. I see a surge of the Holy spirit, a surge of the Holy spirit going forth and accomplishing things you couldn't do on your own. I see you both telling each other, isn't it amazing how God answered this prayer and God answered that prayer and we did had nothing to do with it. So Lord, and I hear the Lord saying, your future's bright. Yes. God's getting ready to pay back. It says like in Mark 10, 30, Peter said, we've left everything. And he said, oh, no one's, no one's turned his back on family, everything on this earth that will not receive in eternity, but also in this life now. So God, we receive what you're doing in them. This is, you're coming, you've been in a long season of sowing, but you're coming into a season of reaping. Now just watch, I know this is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. No physical needs here is either of you. I do, yeah. I do. Um, my back on this yeah. side right here, has been hurting me a while. Yeah. Melody, come and put, put your hand on her back. That's going to go. I just feel this strongly. God, whatever's causing this back pain, whatever the root of it is, Lord, we just agree with you. We agree with the Holy Spirit. We agree, we agree, we agree. In Jesus' name. Lord, Lord, you're here to be generous. You're here to give. You're here to... And Lord, we thank you for these faithful servants. Servants, servants, servants. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I believe God. I believe God. You know, and why not believe for the supernatural, mind-boggling manifestation of the presence of God? It's no big deal for God to do these things. Hallelujah. The other day in Kansas City, there was a word of knowledge about someone's battling carpal tunnel. This woman had just been to the doctor. She had a huge growth here on her wrist and she went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, it's just old age, it's not gonna change. A few days after the meeting, it was totally gone, it was just like, wow. 
Praise God. So God's not limited. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I see a female. I don't know if it's a sister or a daughter, but somebody that there's a real need. Is, is that person away from God or what? I don't know what's going on. Uh, my sister. Yeah. My sister, she's a... Uh, she lost her job and then uh, she she can't get unemployment. She's they're hungry. Their bills. Yeah. Okay, the Holy Spirit's there. Whew. I know God's. This is God talking. What's her name? Sandy. So Lord, we agree with Sandy. And Lord, when she hears about this, let faith leap in her heart and let her know that it's you. Lord, for Sandy, we agree for a miracle of provision. For she and her husband, we thank you for um, uh, the food they need, the pay they need, the income they need. God, we just thank you that you're moving in their behalf. Lord, you're mindful. You see their heart. You see their condition. Jesus' name. Thank you. That's God. That is the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you. You know, we're talking about seeing this morning, but you know, I love this statement. If you look for the spectacular, you'll miss the supernatural. Because God's moving all the time. Is it Lisa back here? Is that you? Come up here a second. And whatever you do, don't forget your mask. Okay. Just kidding you. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for Lisa today. You know what I see you? I, the Lord sees you as full of strength. Lord, we thank you for this, this body of strength. Physical strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength, oh God. And Lord, today we just bless her. We bless her. I feel the Lord saying he's heard your prayers. He's mindful, mindful, mindful of you about the things that concern you. And I just feel those words. Don't doubt in your heart. Because God's going to bring back, he's going to bring to pass everything he's said and he's spoken. Uh, there's someone there, and I, I don't know, I, I, that is kind of run from God, run, run, run from God. And God's going to put hunger back in that one. Hunger, ravenous hunger. So Lord, we thank you. And here's what I hear the Lord saying, get ready for a surprise because there's a surprise coming that is by the hand of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, here's what I see, Lisa. I see these hands anointed. I see healing in these hands. I see strength in these hands. And I see you reaching people that others can't reach. And Lord, we just apply that anointing, that your anointing will flow through these hands. And Lord, no matter who she touches, they will be, they will be blessed. Yokes will be broken. A year from now, you won't even recognize your life. There's going to be so many yokes broken and so many things God's going to do. You're getting ready. You're in the quiver of the Lord. God's getting ready to use you like you've never been used. Hallelujah. And if, he, if you said, Lord, what are you up to? He's going to say, it's none of your business because he's going to do it his way. But just get ready. You're an instrument in God's hands. And the Lord saying that he sees you as a warrior, that you could have taken a different path, 
but that you didn't, you said, Lord, use me. And, and you're a warrior. You're a warrior. What a compliment from God. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Jonathan, bring your carcass up here and your family. Just bring all of you up here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Three precious children, and they haven't told me who their favorite is yet. <laughs> wow. You know what I know about Jonathan? This, this man has a big heart, a huge heart. Lord, we thank you for Jonathan. And we thank you, Lord, for this family, oh God. We thank you for their service. We thank you, Lord. And I hear the Lord saying he's getting ready to clarify things. Extreme clarification. Life is getting where it's not going to be an exhaustion. The river, the, I see this crystal clear river flowing. And God's going to take the work out of life and he's going to put the life in life. And I just, I know this by the Holy Spirit. Things are getting ready to be easier. They're getting ready to like flow with a new oil, a new effervescence, a new, you're going to feel the Lord behind you. Like you're walking up a hill, but I'm being pushed up the hill. And don't worry because you found favor with God. You found favor with God. And Lord, we just bless them today for the favors on their life. About three years ago, God changed something and he put a favor on you. And it's like God took a look at your direction and everything's been changed, but you haven't even seen the half of it because the Lord is going to do, I just keep hearing the word mighty things, mighty things. Direction is not going to be a question. Direction will not be a question. Direction will not be a question because it's, God's going to make things ultra, ultra plain. Hallelujah. And my sister, you have a, a spirit of a mentor and you have a spirit of counsel and you will mentor many. And I, I see the Lord so pleased because he's going to be so specific and exact when he puts someone in your path and you're to mentor, you're going to speak life. And that prophetic word that's in you is going to begin to flow more and more. And you're going to hear with clarity. You're going to hear with accuracy what God is speaking through you to other people. And many times they're going to come one on one or two by two. But, they're, but, but God is going to stand up and rejoice as you minister truth. And truth is going to flow out of you. Prophetic truth, prophetic knowledge, prophetic understanding is going to flow out of you. And it's going to be spontaneous. And it's going to be refreshing. And all that you touch will be healed of all kinds of issues, emotional, spiritual, physical issues. Hallelujah. We thank wow. you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Which one's Victoria? Is that you, Victoria? Lord, we thank you for Victoria. We bless her life today. We bless her. This girl's a healer, a mender. I see her mending fences and just uh, like putting people back together <laughs> all your life. You're, you're, you're just like a nurse. You're like a doctor. You're there to get them healed. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to have sweet dreams from God, dreams from God that will give direction, even words for your family, words for the church. Hallelujah. And my little sister, what's your name again? Zoe. 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 Zoe, yeah. Zoe. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for Zoe. We thank you, Lord, for the path for her life, that, Lord, you're, on a, you're leading her on a righteous path, and her life will be to glorify you. She will know what it means to be led by the Spirit, what it means to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I see her never running out of breath, never running out of energy, but just that, that flow of Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. No stopping that girl. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So again, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for Jonathan's life. I thank you for the path you have him on. I thank you, God, that he's, he's carrying a contagious thing. No matter who he was around, it'll be contagious. Whatever's going on in Jonathan will affect no matter who crosses the path, they'll be affected. Jesus name. Ministry of joy for all of you. Hallelujah. 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 And we won't pray for Josiah because he took the car and went home. So. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah, try to save. Barry, get up here, would you? And Barry's. Heavy set wife. Yes, Lord. Hey, buddy, come on up. Is there anybody here, your birthday's on the 14th of a month, any month, the 14th of a month? That During worship, it came to me that way. Isn't that strange? I thought I was supposed to pray for them. Anyway, it's okay. I feel like it means something, but whatever. Thank you, Lord. How old are you? Uh, 12. 12. He's about to be 13. About to be 13. Weeks. Going to be taller than you, I think. He's working on it. He's working on it. <laughs> What's your first name again? Matthew. Matthew. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this family. Lord, I just thank you for Barry and Melissa. I thank you, Lord, for their, their persistence in you, their love for you, their dedication to you. And I keep hearing this about follow through you know a golfer they say the big thing on your golf swing is to follow through and I see God saying that to you guys follow through there's so much already in heaven there's so much already in heaven waiting for you that you've stored up that you've sent ahead the Lord is saying follow through keep doing what you're doing follow through and Lord I just declare just a fresh anointing a fresh anointing a fresh anointing that, Lord, uh, they will just be enthralled with your presence and what you're doing. And I hear that scripture. You served God a long time, but I hear the Lord saying the latter house is going to be greater than the former. God's going to do more. God's going to help you. And I, I, I see you guys, people that are in the jaws of hell, being rescued by the Holy Spirit through you. They're being rescued. They're being taught. And you, you both have the anointing like a teacher to, to instruct and to declare, to show the way, to, to tell the good news. But it's in a, the form of a teacher, an explainer, an expounder, helping people gain understanding. That's a gift that's in you both. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for Matthew today, Lord. 
he, we just bless his life. And Lord, as he turns 13, Lord, just, just pour in the understanding, pour in the grasping, pour in all that you would want to show him and tell him, Lord, let him, let him know that he, he, you're his best friend. And let it always be this way, that you, he's fellowshipping with his best friend. And Lord, you're there to talk to him, to tell him things, to express yourself to him, to show him secrets, to show him insights every day. In Jesus' name. Yay. Yay. Amen. I feel like you're not to ever date till you're 40. But uh, just kidding. <laughs> just that's a joke. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Pastor, Pastor, come up here a second. Let Melody and I pray with you guys. I felt, oh man, the anointing is so strong. I felt the, uh, earlier during the worship, I could see you with one of these helmets that they go in caves and like there's these extra lights where you can see you're getting ready to have extra light on your path where, and you know what I feel? God is your media. You don't have to ever feel like you have to make yourself known. God's gonna make, you, make things known through you. There's no pressure there in other words. And God sees, God sees. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for both of them. And we thank you, Lord, for your, the way you lead them and guide them. And we thank you for that new sight, just more sight than they've ever experienced. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for refreshing. I feel the Lord saying, if you think it's been fun now, just wait. Because it's, it's going to get more. More fun, more adventurous, more exciting. Hallelujah. Yeah. And... You know, when you guys get in the car together, God's with you in there. I don't know where he sits, but he's there in the car with you. And he's, he's enjoying life with you. He's enjoying your experience together. And there's going to be activity like you've never seen. Because I see the Lord touching people's hearts in different ways where it concerns your life. God's going to put you in contact with different people for different reasons. There's going to be relationships that are developed, but they're, it's just like this person crossed my path. The only Lord, because you caused it. And they're going to call on the Christ in you. They're going to call on the Holy Spirit in you. I just see people, they've been groping in darkness for a long time, but they're crossing your path so that you can help them get their life straight, to get them walking straight. And we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that they're not going to have to lift a finger to broadcast this ministry, but it's going to be done by your hand. You're going to let people yeah. hear yeah. about what you're doing yeah. through them. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You know what I see? This is so sweet, but I see you guys at halftime. The game's not over. We're just having halftime right now. And there's a little halftime celebration going on, but the second half's getting ready to begin. And it's gonna be a it's gonna be a victorious thing. I just feel this. God's thinking about you way bigger than you're thinking about you. Wow. And life's beginning to flow. Again, I see these people out there, these vessels being sent across your path, being sent to you. Like they're calling out for help. Come over here, help us. Come over here, help us. And it's going to increase that way. And you're going to feel this. And you know what else I feel? I feel like God's saying every day is important. Amen. Every day is important. Amen.
Every day has significance. Every day has purpose. Yes, yes, and yes. as you follow the Holy Spirit, there will be no disappointments. Woohoo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Hallelujah. I heard these words that you're getting your groove. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting your groove. And I saw the groove, and I also saw that the devil tries to distract you with a lot of things, but you both are so focused on the Lord that you are not easily distracted. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah. My personal assessment, these, these two reek with quality. They're just quality there. Hallelujah. I want to say again to Lynn, things are going to happen faster than you think. Hallelujah. Lord, again, I thank you for Lynn. I thank you for his purpose on this earth. I thank you, Lord, for everything you're bringing to pass. Praise God. You know, I feel that hunger for God in you. And through the years, I really feel it for everyone here. But through the years, I've noticed the most important thing in your life is hunger. Because hunger makes God move. And it's amazing how many thousands and thousands of people are out there. They go to church, but they're not hungry. They're satisfied to go through the motions, read the Bible a little bit, sing a little bit, go to church, but there's no hunger. Hunger, the lack of hunger ties God's hands. It's a beautiful thing. Don't you appreciate the Lord? Lord, we thank you for the future of River Church. We thank you for the future of these lives. And Lord, right now, we just pray for the ministry of River Church. We just pray God increase increase beyond anything they've even dreamed of oh god thank you lord we welcome you holy spirit we welcome you to do what you want to do we welcome you to manifest yourself in ways we've never seen Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know what this is about, but there's a Goliath that's ready to be pulling, pulled down. Hallelujah. Hmm. Isn't God good? I have to tell you, I appreciate the Lord. Whew. It's been such a re reward for me just to be here. I just thank you so much. And... Uh, I'm stopping, but it's, it's amazing how many demands there are in our time. Everybody's that way. Everybody's so busy. And I just feel there's, a, there's help from the Lord here to help us all to just get more done in less time to get it accomplished. Yeah. Just one more thing. I, I heard um, for the church, tight course that there's little room for waste that this church is on a tight course like you're doing the will of God you're doing the will of God wow I always bring books with me I know most of you have got them already but they're back there and I'm trying to finish a new book and uh, I told pastor it's been like swimming through peanut butter to get it done but it's close it's close so Thank you again for having us.